0: We will be in the book of Malachi. The book of Malachi is the last book in the Old Testament. So go, if you go to Matthew, you've gone a couple of pages too far. Turn back to the left and uh, we'll be in Malachi chapter 1 and also in chapter 2. Malachi chapter 1 and 2. Let me read these verses for us, and and as I do, I want you to I want to kind of set it up for you, um, just a little bit. Uh, you need to understand this is coming from a father. Okay, it's a, a father to his children that he is speaking, God the Father to his children to Israel a nation, and I don't know about your house, but at my house, sometimes I have to uh, be a little more definitive and emphatic when I'm talking to my kids than at other times. And, And that's exactly what is happening In this passage, God has already spoken these words numerous times to numerous generations, even this generation, and so he is not getting his point across to them. They are not communicating because God is speaking, yet they are not listening or possibly doing, and so God raises his voice just a little bit, maybe. God becomes a little more emphatic and definitive in his choice of words, in his illustrations. And so I I need you to understand that this is not the first time that God has said this to them, much like you as a parent, maybe it's not the first time that you have said clean your room or do your homework or take out the trash or do the chore chores or quiet down or turn off the TV. Not that those words come out at my house or anything like that, but just examples for you. So this isn't the first time that God said this. But listen to the heart of a father as I read these words and as Malachi has recorded these words. A son, starting in verse 6 of Malachi chapter 1. A son honors his father. A servant also his master. If then I'm a father, where's my honor? If I'm a master, where is my fear? Says the Lord of hosts to you. O priest who despised my name. But you say, how have we despised your name? Here's the answer. By offering polluted food upon my altar. But you say, how have we polluted you? By saying that the Lord's table may be despised. When you offer blind animals in sacrifice, is that not evil? And when you offer those that are lame or sick, is that not evil? present that to your governor will he accept you or show you favor says the lord of hosts and now entreat the favor of god that he may be gracious to us with such a gift from your hand will he show favor to any of you says the lord of hosts oh that there were among there were one among you who would shut the doors that you might not kindle the fire on my altar in vain. I have no pleasure in you, says the Lord of hosts, and I will not accept an offering from your hand. For from the rising of the sun to its setting, my name will be great among the nations, and in every place, incense will be offered to my name, and a pure offering. For my name, God says, my name will be great among the nations, says the Lord of hosts. But you, you profane it when you say that the Lord's table is polluted and its fruit, that is, its food may be despised. But you say, what a weariness this is. You snort at it, says the Lord of hosts. You bring what has been taken by violence or is lame or sick, and this you bring as your offering. Shall I accept that from your hand, says the Lord? Cursed be the cheat who has made a male in his flock, excuse me, who has a male in his flock and vows it, yet sacrifices to the Lord that what is blameless. For I am a great king, says the Lord of hosts, and my name is will be feared among the nations. And now, O priest, this command is for you. If you will not listen, if you will not take it to heart to give honor to my name, says the Lord of hosts, then I will send a curse upon you and I will curse your blessings. Indeed, I have already cursed them because you do not lay it to heart. Behold, I will rebuke your offspring and spread dung on your faces, the dung of your offerings, and you shall be taken away with it. So shall you know that I have sent this command to you, that my covenant, my covenant with Levi may stand, says the Lord of hosts. My covenant with him was one of life and peace, and I gave them to him. It was a covenant of fear. And he, Levi, feared me. He stood in awe of my name. True instruction was in his mouth and no wrong was found on his lips. He walked with me in peace and uprightness and he turned many from iniquity. For the lips of a priest should guard knowledge and people should seek instruction from his mouth. For he is a messenger of the Lord of hosts. But you have turned aside from the way. You have caused many to stumble by your instruction. You have corrupted the covenant of Levi, says the Lord of hosts. And so I make you despised and abased before all the people. Inasmuch as you do not keep my ways, but show partiality in your instruction. Let's pray. Father. What a word. Lord, what a What a chastening. A chastising of you, the Father, to your people. Father, it must have been. It should have been. A wake up call. Lord, it seems through the end of Malachi it was not. Father, may it be a wake-up call for us today. God, you know my heart. You know the desire that I come to you and ask God to preach. Yes, a hard passage, a tough subject, but Father, one that God, your people your people in general, your people at River Bend, these that are here this morning, you brought them here. It is no coincidence. So, Father, might we take heed to these words that have been written, that have been spoken from a heart that loves unconditionally, a heart that desires, God, your heart, that gave to us your very very best. A heart that desires us to be ever close and ways, Father, that we are to be close. So, God, I pray that as we speak on the subject of worship, God, you would speak, your spirit would speak into the hearts and the lives of these that are here. Lord, give us ears to hear, Father, eyes to see and feet to obey what you call us to do. I ask it in Christ's name. Amen. Two points this morning as we look at this tough issue called worship. What is worship and how that is lived out? The, the first point is this, that these people, here's an example that is given in Scripture. Yes, it is a negative example. It is an example of, uh, in general, a whole nation, a whole host of people that have done this. They have despised God's person. God's people have done this. They have despised God's person. This is a group of people. This is a nation that understood they were all sons of Abraham. They were all sons of Isaac and Jacob. They all found themselves as those who were God's people, and God is saying to His people, "Hey, if I am your Father, why in the world are you doing these things?" They despised His person. How did they despise His person? They despised His person in two ways. Excuse me, in two ways. They despised His person in relationship, and then they despised His person in responsibility. In relationship, who was God? He says, A son honors his father and a servant his master. If I am then your father, where is my honor? If I am then your master, it was in a relationship as son and father, daughter and father, and it is in a relation, in a responsibility as master versus slave. If I am father and master, where is my honor? And where is my fear? A son owes honor to his father. I don't have to agree with my dad these days. I'm out of his household. I don't live there. But you know what? I am to honor him. Because still, even as a 41 and three-quarter, one-half-year-old man, He's my dad, he's my father, and I am to honor him. So when I am in his presence, I say, yes, sir, no, sir. If he tells me, let's go to the barn and let's work, I try to find something. No, I go to the barn and I work. Why? Because he is my father and I am to honor him. Now, if he tells me, hey, here's how you're supposed to be a dad, doesn't necessarily that I have to obey that, but I have to honor him. And this is the illustration that is given in this passage. If God is your Father, then you and I must come to Him on that relationship level. We must come to Him understanding the relationship and bring honor to Him. A son owes this to the Father. In John chapter 1, it states this, that uh, you were born not of blood, but... You were not born even of the will of the flesh, but you and I have been born of God. He's not referring in John chapter 1 and John chapter 3, he's not referring there as physical sons to a physical father, but that of a spiritual son or daughter to a spiritual father. And if that is the case, if that has happened in you, if you have bowed the knee, if you have confessed with your mouth and said, Lord, I want you... God, I understand what I am. I am a sinner, as Paul stated, of the chief nation, of the chiefness of all. I am chief among sinners. If that's where you understand yourself and you understand your need, and you bow the knee and you say, Lord, I need a Savior. He is willing and able to. To save, and if that is what you have done, if you have bowed the knee, if you confessed with your mouth that Jesus is your Savior, He is also your Lord. He is Lord and Master. And here it states this in verse number seven. Excuse me, at the end of verse number six, it says, "You have despised His name." The word despised there. It means to regard with contempt. It it means to repudiate as worthless. The example, the same word is used over in Genesis with that of Jacob and Esau, that Jacob had a birthright and it meant something. Excuse me, Esau had a birthright and it meant something. It was supposed to mean something, but he just threw it aside. He disgraced it. He despised that birthright. He repudiated it. He looked at it as worthless, and it is the same word that is used here to speak of how they have despised his name. And when you despise God's name, you're really, and I'm really, if I despise his name, if we despise his name, just as they did, we are really despising his character because that is who he is. One of the problems that we see in the church with Christians and in those circles today is that we take this name lightly. The Bible calls us to submission. The Bible calls us to obedience because of his character. And you and I, as we look at this example and we use this illustration in Scripture of these, his people, and he's saying, hey, you've despised my name. Where's my honor? Where's the fear, the reverence that is due, the awe that is due my name? The example is this that if a preacher, because he's really speaking to the priest here of this nation, if a preacher can stand and can do these things, if a nation can follow in that same footstep, God says, in those days, and he says in our day, that it can still happen today. And it shouldn't happen. For my name will be great among the nations. My name says the Lord God of hosts, but you have profaned it. You've polluted the table. But not only have they, as God's people defamed his name, but God's people have defiled his provisions they put polluted bread they defiled food in their offerings you can look in Deuteronomy chapter 15 It states there what their offering should be there are examples of that Deuteronomy 15 21 I like this he states this this illustration in Malachi chapter 1 and Malachi the first part of chapter 2 is it's just a picture of people like you and people like me living some 2100 years excuse me 2500 years ago and they were just living out their day like you live out your day they were living out their week like you and I live out our weeks And they had found themselves in a rut. They had found themselves in this tradition. They had found themselves in this vein and in this walkway and this path. And here's the statement. Outward acceptance of these ways of bringing sick and lame, half-hearted, offerings to the father of promising this but not bringing it of saying hey yes i will give you what is due your name i will honor you i will be your son your daughter because i accepted you as savior and lord i am yours you are my father i will obey because you're my master you're my lord to say those things but then to act differently outward acceptance of half-hearted religion was a picture of their inward offense. Our conduct, church, our conduct, sir, ma'am, Brian, I'm looking at in the mirror, our conduct is a display of our spiritual character. You and I will do, you and I will act on things that you hold important. You do what you hold important. I do what I hold important. If I hold football important, if I hold football important, I will plan my week around football. If I hold church important, I will plan my week around church. If I hold whatever, you fill in the gap, fill in the space, whatever you hold important, that are the thing, those are the things that you will act upon, that you will do, that you will make time for. And God says to these people in Malachi chapter 1 and chapter 2, if that's the case, then I see your heart, and your heart is far from me. You're bringing things to me on an altar, but your heart's far from me. You're giving these gifts. You're following this tradition. You are acting out in this religion. But your heart is far from me. Great pastor of old, G. Campbell Morgan, stated it this way. He says, no polluted man, no polluted man can offer pure bread on God's altar. And God has a, an example. He said, hey, look at, look at that offering that you just brought. It was sick. It was blind. It was lame. It, it wasn't what I told you it was supposed to be. Let me ask you a question, Israel. Would you give it to your governor? If you gave it to the governor, would he accept it? This past week, we had the uh, State of the Union Address. Say the Union address, whether you're uh, independent, Democrat, Republican, it doesn't matter, the president was speaking. And when he walked into the chambers, there was honor and respect due to the office of the president. Whether you and I agree or disagree with what he has done or who he is, there is honor and respect to the office of that position called the President of the United States of America. And when he walked in and his name is... The president of the United States, everybody in that room, every time it happens, everyone in the room stands up and looks because the president is coming in the room. God's saying the same thing. Hey, you showed respect as the president walked in. Would you give this to the governor? No, there's no way in the world you would give this to the governor. Why? Because the governor wouldn't accept it. How in the world would you then give it to someone who is elevated exponentially more than him. Yet you do. On a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly basis. And God says, I am sick of it. Chapter one, verse nine is full of irony. Chapter one, verse 10, God says that he would rather see the temple shut its gates. He would rather see it closed than for people and priests to be playing Religion, keeping their best for themselves and bringing him leftovers. Why did you come to church this morning? Why why do we come to church? This is a tough issue because it's something that we as individuals have to wrestle with why do we do something? What is the motive behind it? The motive behind them in their day, the possible motive behind us in our day is, okay, I've got to do this. It's just a to-do list. So therefore, I have to give this offering. I have to go certain uh, amounts of time. I have to do this. And God says, no, it's not that as a responsibility. It is this relationship. And if you saw me Church, if you saw God for who he was. If Israel would have seen God for who he truly was, there is no way in the world they would have brought what they brought. There's no way in the world that their hearts would have been half hearted in obedience. One foot in the world and one foot in. His way. They would either be totally for him or totally against him. The reason that you go to church, the reason that I come to church, that we come to church, it's not because of social status. It's not necessarily it should not be for social status it should not be for the music it should not be for the terrible preaching it should not even be for the fellowship it should be the reason that you are here and i am here today it should be so that you and i may meet god did you sing this morning those two songs that we sang did you sing them to your best. Because those songs, that was an opportunity for you to worship. Brian, I don't sing because of the people in front of me. Who cares about the people in front of me? I mean, you know what? If they don't like you singing, thing, there's an empty seat right up here. But I don't, I don't want to sing because of those people that are... Those people aren't there. There is one in the audience, and his name is God. And that is the reason that you have come this morning. To worship Him. He is the only one that we are to please in our worship. My name will be great among the nations, says the Lord of hosts. I had this great covenant with your forefather. His name was Levi. And yes, you have turned away from me. And yes, you have brought things against. And you are breaking this covenant. But let me close this morning with a rebuke and also with, we'll end on a high note, with an opportunity and understanding of what we need to bring. Because if we don't bring what He is asking for, if we don't bring what He has commanded us to bring, which is our whole selves, we're to love the Lord our God with everything. We're to teach that to our kids all the time. The Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you should love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might, with all your mind and your strength. And if you don't, he says, I will receive my worship. I I can make the rocks cry out. I can make the trees bow down and they will give me the praise that is due my name. If you will not, church. If you will not, sir, if I will not, if ladies, you will not, he will receive the honor, the awe, the fear, the respect that is due his name. So how do we do that? What's an acceptable offering? I've got Six or seven, just statements with verses. You can write the verses down and uh, I will speak to them, but we won't turn there and read them. But it states this What are acceptable offerings? The first is this that your body is an acceptable offering to God. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, two times in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, it states that your body, my body, is the temple of the Lord. In Romans chapter 12, verse 1, we are to present our bodies to Him. Holy and acceptable, and that is a part of our worship. We are to bring our bodies to Him, but secondly, we are to bring spiritual offerings to God. In Philippians chapter 4, verse 18, it speaks of these spiritual offerings. We are to bring a third type of offering that is acceptable. We are to bring praise to god we are to bring good works toward others to him look in hebrews chapter 13 i will call that one out and we'll turn over and we'll read it it states this in hebrews 13 verse 15 and 16 as he's closing out this letter he says this to those that he's writing to through him Then let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of lips that acknowledge His name. Do not neglect to do good and to uh, share what you have. For such sacrifices, such offerings, they are pleasing to God. So we have praises to Him with our lips. And we have good works toward others. A fifth. We are to bring souls one to Christ. In Romans chapter 15 verse 16. In Matthew chapter 28 verses 19 and 20. That's what we closed on last week. That every single one of us are to be spiritual parents. That we are to be discipling those around us. Those that come to Christ. We are to disciple. Two more that I have put together found in the book of Malachi it states this we are to bring tithes and offerings to the lord in second corinthians verse 9 chapter 9 verse 7 it states that god loves a cheerful giver and in malachi chapter 3 verse 10 and 11 god states this Bring the full tithe into the storehouse. Bring the full tithe into the storehouse. That there may be food in my house, God says. And thereby put me to the test, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open the windows of heaven. If I will not open the windows of heaven for you. You put me to the test, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not pour down for you a blessing until there is no more need. Here's what he'll do. I will rebuke the devourer for you so that it will not destroy the fruits of your soil and your vine in the field shall not fail to bear, says the Lord of hosts. Then all the nations, they will call you blessed, for you will be a land of delight, says the Lord of hosts. What is an acceptable offering from you and or from me? It is our best. It is ourselves And he says to you and he says to me as sons and daughters of the king. Here's the test. Here's the test. You give me what is mine. And you see if I will not just open the windows of heaven and I bless. You say, Brian, I I don't have anything to give. You have everything to give. We do. Brian, you don't know my budget. You don't know my budget. He said, Brian, you need it. I I don't need it. God's given me a uh, mind. He's given me talents and skills, and I can go get another job to put food on the table. And I'm not up here. You saw the numbers. You look at the bulletin. You see the numbers. We're within $100 of budget, $150 of budget. Thank you. I'm not up here shouting down at you, hey, you better give, you better give. I don't need it. God doesn't need it. You need it. You need it. Why? You need it. Because you need to see him for who he is. You need to see that he is on the throne of your life. He is on the throne of the whole world. But you have bowed the knee. You have confessed with the mouth and said, All right, I'm yours. I will obey. Well, if you'll obey, then he says, You and I need to give. Not because he needs it. He owns a cattle on a thousand heels, But he wants to bless you. And he wants your... Check this, and I'm finished. He wants you to understand... If you would depend on him, you will be so much farther, better, way down the road than if you try to do it yourself. Can you do it yourself? Probably. Probably. You can keep your head above water. You can struggle and swim and fight and dog paddle. But he says, why don't you just trust me? And I will bless. And I will tell the devourer, hey, you get away. I'll tell the thing that's getting after your soil. I'll tell the thing that's tearing down your house. I'll tell the thing that is tearing up your car, your your boss. I will stop it. Do you trust me? This morning we have an opportunity to respond in worship. This is not about tithing it is not about an offering it is about worship and it is do you see him for who he is the children of Israel did not will you we have three or four songs an opportunity for us to bring an offering of praise an opportunity for us to worship and then we Have an opportunity to give, yes, and we will have future opportunities to give and future opportunities to worship. The question that is for you and for me is this where is your heart? If it's not ready to worship, my prayer for myself and for you is that in this time of singing, as you and I are led, that we will respond with our whole hearts. And see Him for who He is. And see Him for what He's done. And praise Him. For He is God and Master and Savior and Lord. Heavenly Father, we bow this morning. Father, we come again. God, it is a an opportunity to... Praise your name. It is an opportunity, Father, to remember, to respond to the one who created us, but not only created us, but the one who desires not just to be creator, but to be father, to be master, to be Lord, to be God. Lord, there is an infinite number of attributes and characteristics of who you are. You are holy, holy, holy. But Father, one of the sweetest is you love to be called Abba. To be called Father. That a son and a daughter would just crawl up into your lap and call you Daddy. Sir, this morning he desires for you to come to him. Sir, this morning he desires for you to come back to him. There is an opportunity for you to worship this morning. Ma'am, there is an opportunity for you to lift your voice to respond to him and understanding who he is, what his attributes are, what his character is. And we want to give you that opportunity this morning to stand and to sing and respond. The altar is open. If you need to come forward and pray, there's numerous songs that we're going to sing. You come. If you need to talk with me, I will be here. And I will be more than happy to pray with you, talk with you. If you have not accepted Him this morning, what a! there is no greater day. Why don't you come? Let's stand and let's sing and respond in worship to our God.